welcome back to The Pamela Show, where we learn and grow together. One of my favorite Bob Proctor quotes says this, be like a postage stamp, stick to it until you get there. Now this quote is a perfect segue into our episode today because we're gonna talk about mindset and how powerful it is and how easy it is with repetition to change it. So with no further ado, let's go to the show. Come on. Thank you so much um, for having me here. I'm so grateful and honored to be on this amazing platform. Oh, it is, you know, goes both ways, Cordell. You're amazing. And to have you and to be able to share this space with you is an honor and a privilege. I know who you are and know how amazing you are. And there's probably people watching that say, yeah, I know who Cordell is and I know how amazing he is. But for those that are wondering, well, how amazing is he? Tell me. <laughs> Could you just introduce yourself? Tell us, who is Cordell Jeffers? All right, so uh, my name is Cordell Jeffers. Um, I'm a young entrepreneur, I'm 28 years old. Well, actually, sorry, 29, not long, just turned 29, actually. Um, 29 years old, um, I'm an entrepreneur from Birmingham here in the UK. Um, I'm a motivational speaker, a mindset coach, and, you know, I'm a... I'd say, you know, I'd like to be classed as an inspiration for the next generation because I do a lot of work with young people as well. And you do a lot of work with young people, but also I'm just, you know, because he's he's a humble man. He's not going to say it. You have spoken before the royal family, correct? Yeah, 100%. So I spoke with, um, you know, the royal family. I do a lot of work um, as an ambassador for Prince Charles's organization. Um, so I've done a lot of, you know, work with some major organizations, but how kind of my journey started was, you know, say like 10 years ago, 15 years ago now, actually, let's say, you know, when I was in school, it was quite turbulent for me. I was dyslexic. I was always behind my peers in class. The teachers didn't really believe in me, um, which led me not to really believe in myself as well. And, you know, I would say I was around a lot of the wrong influences at the time. Um, unfortunately, by the time I was about 15 years old, I got kicked out of high school, um, while well, we call it secondary school, I got kicked out of secondary school with a, not a single qualification. Now, coming from a Caribbean background and getting kicked out of school, um, Pamela, it just does not work together. You see, my mum, she was like, a, she was like a little pit bull. She was, you know, she was very strict. Um, and when it came to education, she valued it a lot. Um, and, you know, I normally get a bit of a beating. <laughs> I normally get a bit of a beating from my mum. But this time when I got kicked out of school, she actually said, you know what, Cordell, don't worry. You're not going to get a, a clip around your ear this time. I've actually got something better for you. And I was like, well, what's that? And she said, I'm going to send you to the Caribbean to live with your grandparents. You could imagine I'm 14, 15 years old. I'm like, mum, are you crazy? You want to send me to the Caribbean? There's no way I'm going. Like, everything is here for me. I had my friends, you know, my, little, my girlfriend, stuff like that. And, you know, I didn't want to go. And I tried as much as possible not to go. Um, you know, I even hid my passport at one point. And what my mum was determined and, you know, I had to go in it. 
and I ended up traveling across the Atlantic Ocean to the Caribbean. Now, you guys are probably thinking the Caribbean. You're probably thinking, you know, reggae music, rice and peas, jerk chicken. You're probably thinking all the lovely, amazing things. Well, you know, what your vision of the Caribbean was not my reality. You know, even though all the sandy beaches and stuff was nice, I was humbled because I, I had to live in an environment that one, I wasn't used to, and two, where there was severe poverty. And seeing that side of things really expanded and opened my mindset, especially to gratitude. Because I come from the Western world where we have everything, technology, coming here to the Caribbean where, you know, a lot of the school classes were underneath a tree and people were fighting for survival. It really just changed my mindset because I've seen people with a lack of resources still become very resourceful. And that inspired me. You know, after being over there for a year, I decided to my mum, you know, I've learned so much, I've changed and I wanted to come back to the UK to live. My mum decided that she thought that was the best option. She thought I learned my lesson. And she ended up sending me back here to the Caribbean to live with my auntie. Now my mum stayed in the Caribbean to, live with, to look after my grandparents at the time, her mum and dad. And it was one of the hardest things I had to do. Leaving my mum in the Caribbean was, I'm a little brother, was one of the hardest things I had to do. But I knew that that decision was going to make me become a man. And leaving my mum in the airport crying, you know, my brother literally holding on to me, begging me not to go, was one of the hardest things. But when once I got back to the UK, even at 15 years old, I was thinking to myself, how do I apply all these amazing experiences that I've just learned in the Caribbean and apply them in, in the surrounding here in the UK? And it was hard at first, I'm 15 years old, you know, I'm living with my auntie in an area where gang crime, you know, gun culture was at its all-time highest. Um, I was living on a settee out of a suitcase for years, living on my auntie's sofa. It was, it was, it was tough. It was difficult, but I had to keep pushing. And one of the biggest things for me was understanding my reason why. And I think many of us have that. You know, if many of us look into our times where there's been adversity, times of hardship, I think you always have that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and that little bit of light is your reason why. It's your purpose. And, you know, at that time, my mum and my little brother, that was my purpose. I didn't want to let them down again. Um, so I pushed through all those hard times, all those difficult times. Mm -hmm. And I started to get myself into reading and developing around the mind. And the first book that I came across was Rich Dad Poor Dad at the age of 16 years old. Um, a college tutor gave it to me and I read that book and it changed it changed everything. I got to understand more about assets, liabilities, how to build financial wealth. And then from reading that book, I went on to read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read that book at 16 years old, Pamela. So you could imagine, even though I didn't know how to comprehend all of it at the time, I understood the basics. And the oh, basics yeah. were to visualize, your, to, you can be a master of your, your destiny. You know, visualizing your success is key and acting as if, you know, feeling and believing you already have everything you want because when you think that you don't have anything you live in lack do you mm -hmm. know what i mean and at 16 17 years old i was starting to understand these secrets of life these you know they call it the law of attraction or whatever the laws of the universe i started to understand them i never knew that's what it was called at the time but i just understood the basic concepts and i started to visualize my success and i knew at that point I wanted to be the CEO of my own life. I wanted to be the captain of my own ship. And I got into entrepreneurship quite young. I built my first electronic business at 16 years old. And I was doing extremely well. Um, at 16, making 
good money for a 16-year-old, you know, fending for myself. And then unfortunately, people in my area got jealous and I ended up getting attacked. I got robbed. I had people come to my house trying to rob me and take everything from me. You know, I had a group of mass men. And at that time, it was a lot, it felt like a matter of life or death. I didn't know if I was going to die outside my auntie's house when these guys were screaming at me um, and, you know, trying to take things from me. But I never let that happen. I never let nothing, I never let that stop me, shall I say. And it was like I had a message in that moment and it was, you know, life happens for us, not to us. And I had to understand that. I had to understand that. And at that time, you know, I just thought, I'm, what am I going to do now? And I took all those hard times and I thought, I'm going to keep going. I know what my reason why it is. And I know that this is here just to propel me forward. And um, from there, I, you know, I just I just doubled down on my craft. I doubled down on my purpose. You know, I wanted to become a speaker. I wanted to help inspire the next generation. And we got to work. Um, there's For me, there's all these, you know, you have all these speakers and all these people that tell strategies and techniques but for me, the number one thing is act as if, believe, and take full action. And when I mean take full action, I mean you have to go on the battlefield and burn the shit behind you. There's no going back. There is no plan B because we're going to make plan A a reality. And it's that intensity, that focus, and that tenacity that you've got to put in to your goal. And when you know that you're here for something and you work towards that something, everything will start opening up for you. Do you know what I mean? That is really powerful. So I wrote down a couple of notes here. The CEO of your own life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a hold of this at a young age and that's why you, and you've done that. You are the CEO of your own life and helping so many. But I also wrote down, burn the ship, burn the bridge behind you. There mm -hmm. is no plan B. Now, that those are powerful things to say, Cordell. How do you develop the mindset to go along with that so that as you're going through life and you've made that decision, whether you're 16, whether you're 30, whether you're 60, however, anywhere in between or beyond that, and you're saying, that's it, I'm gonna be the CEO of my life, I'm gonna be the master of my fate, I'm gonna burn the bridges behind me, uh, and that's in a good, healthy way, by the way, by the way, we're not saying you, you know, they throw anybody under the rug, um, but you do this and there's no plan B. But then life happens, right? Things don't go the way you wanted them to go. So much has to do with up here, doesn't it? So to that person that's going, I hear you, Cordell, but how do I get out of this stinking thinking I am in? What do you have to say to them? And I'm going to make you bigger now so, so that people see more of you and less of me. So go ahead and answer that question. Well, Pam, from 16 years old, reading those books, and don't get me wrong, my self-development journey has been it's it's been consistent for 12 years now i'm 29 years old and um, it's been very consistent you know i've gone from having my first electronic business at 16 years old to now i've built two growing organizations to have you know spoke in front of nine i've worked and coached over nine thousand young people um i've spoke for prince charles i've been interviewed by lionel richie you know worked with the legendary like yourself les brown um also been awarded as a you know international change maker by the watches of switzerland and you know by the royal family and also as you know pam i told you this last week you know getting a letter by sir richard branson yeah. all these things have been amazing but have there been struggles has there been hard times has there been times where i wanted to give up throughout this whole process of course 
every single day. Sometimes, sometimes you wake up in a negative, in a negative mind. And how have I developed the strategies to kind of take that out of my mindset where I can change my state ideally? And I think number one is living in gratitude. I think when you have gratitude, you can't be gra- you can't have the feeling of gratitude and the feeling of anger, resentment, and sadness at the same time. Absolutely. Staying in gratitude is key to me. Honestly, I wake up every single day first with a prayer, and I write down every last thing that I'm grateful for. Because the truth is, there's always somebody that's worse off, that's mm-hmm. still happy. <laughs> And that's how you have to think of it as well. There's always people that have less than you that are still making it work. You know what I mean? And they would still love to have what you want. But the reason they're happy is because they don't they don't live in lack. So mm-hmm. before, how, do you have a roof over your head? You know, do you have lo- love and support around you? Do you can you eat food? Have you got your, your eyesight? Your, any last little thing, you know, be grateful for. And the number one is every single morning that you wake up, it's a new opportunity to thrive. It's a new opportunity to make your story better. Wow. And I think that's number one is living with gratitude. And when you actually look at the science behind gratitude and, you know, the research, it actually says, you know, people that live with gratitude actually live longer as well. So that's number one for me. Um, that helps me, you know, develop that cultivate a growth mindset. Um, number two I think for me, and now we're talking about more high performance habits here, but, you know, taking care of your daily routines, you know, are you exercising? Are you getting, are you, is your health and nutrition on point? You know, that's something that's one of my highest values. I have to exercise. I have to go, I have to go to the gym. I have to be eating my, my leafy greens, my omega threes, my vitamin Ds, because these things are key for your body. If you don't have a healthy body, you know, it's going to affect your mind. The mind and body connection is very real. Yeah. I mean, and, um, you know, sometimes when you're thinking you've got brain fog or you've got migraine, this is most likely because of down to your diet. Do you know what I mean? Um, your, your morning routines, your evening routines, are you getting enough sleep? You know what I mean? Before you're locking off and actually retiring for the day, are you are you meditating? Like, what what is your daily routines look like? Genius needs clues. And I've spoke to so many high performers, so many amazing CEOs about the luxury to you know, speak and have personal relationships with all these people and they always have a great routine for their day and it, and it's around health and wellness. Mm. You know I mean? Anything that sacrifices your mental health, you have to quit up and let it go. Alright? So, being better with your stress management, I think that's definitely key. So, find find a routine, find a, um, a some sort of structure in your day where, which takes care of that, takes care of your health, that takes care of your mental health and your nutrition because I think it's very, very key. That's how you perform better and that's how you have a better mindset as well um another tactic is again like i said acting as if visualization mm-hmm. writing your goals down these is something that i've been doing over the last 10 years the last 10 years i've been doing it i write my goals down every single day and i'm talking about writing your goals until your hand hurts it needs to <laughs> when you write your goals down it needs to like it needs to integrate into your nervous system so it becomes a part of you, all right? Um, visualization, if I was to show you right now, I've got my vision board, I've achieved, I've achieved some amazing things. Uh, the, the power of visualization, I remember, you know, when I always used to say to myself, when I was living with my auntie on a, in a, you know, a one bedroom flat on a, on a sofa, I used to say to myself, you know, one day I need to get myself a lovely home for my family. That's, that was one of my highest values. 
and I've visualized for years every last thing that I want, white marble tiles, you know, sparkly kitchen surface, the lights, everything. And today, Pamela, I'm sitting in the house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm saying this is the power of visualization. And people say the law of attraction, and I, I believe in the law of attraction, um, but I, I believe in the law of action for attraction. Yes, that's <laughs> good. At first, what, as you may know already, it, this is a, a load of fluff. People sometimes advertise it as a load of fluff. You know, you think of a yellow Lamborghini, you're going to get a yellow Lamborghini. It doesn't quite work like that. There's actually something in your mind called the RAS, the reticular activating system. And this is the filter between your subconscious mind to your conscious mind. So what you think about on a daily basis that you're emotional to, that, you, that you're emotionally attached to, you know, it will come to the surface of your conscious mind because your, your subconscious mind holds something like 40 million bits of data every every day. So everything that you touch, everything that you see, everything that you feel, all this information gets logged into your subconscious. And the conscious mind can't think of everything. So what it does is it has a filter system and that's called your subconscious mind. So it's important to always have your goals at the forefront of your mind everywhere you look because then when you're out on the road or you're out you know traveling things will start to align you'll start bumping into people that had some sort of connection to your business you'll start seeing things align to your business that's because your mind is now focused um have you ever gone to a showroom where you've seen a car right yeah. and you see this car and you love it you're like i want this car and then you go outside of the showroom you don't get the car but you go outside the showroom and then you start to see that car everywhere well, that's your RAS working for you. That's your RAS attracting things into your mind that was already there. Like Bob Proctor said, nothing is created or destroyed. It's already there. So we have to put these things at the forefront of our mind so our, our reticular activating system could work for us on a day-to-day -day basis and attract these things. So just like I was able to attract the house that I wanted, and sometimes it's just having these things in front of you and understanding your reason why, and then the how will take care of itself. I really do believe in that. So that's another one, you know, visualization, writing down your goals, acting as if. And these things take practice. It took me a long while. Like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years now. And, you know, it, it takes it takes a while to embed this into the system. But daily practices, just do them. And, and you probably said to yourself, you know, I've, I've written down goals before, it doesn't work. Just don't be too hard on yourself. Just consistently try to do it until it, it's a part of you. Because, you know, life's a journey and it doesn't work. And not everything works straight away. It just takes repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, so that's, they're like some of my key gems that I've been able to do to cultivate a growth mindset. Um, and another thing is just, you know, keep what, out of one to 10, you know, rate your peer group. What is your peer group like? What are the people that you're surrounding yourself like? Are you around people that are positive, that are pushing for more or people that, you know, that you can look up to, or are you around people that are always moaning or always putting their problems onto you? Because, you know, we have like a tank of energy every single day, and, you know, we don't want it to be getting wasted on the, one, the wrong things and around the wrong people. So put yourself in a positive peer group and meet amazing people, like I have with Pam. You know, Pam's, you've been an amazing person, I'm an, ama an amazing motivator for myself, and these, you are the kind of people that I want to be around every single day. So it's important to, you know, understand who you're around and your peer group you know when you go to the park you know pigeons you don't see the pigeons with the eagles you know the pe the, the eagles are flying high while the pigeons have got their head down you know what i mean so be, be the eagle fly high and be around the right people 
That is so powerful. And I'm so glad that you brought up the, the RAS, the reticular activating system, because that to me is one of those, one of those things that uh, puts the science or the meat behind everything that we talk about. It's not just a high and lofty mindset, right? Um, it's not just a grab it and, or blab it and grab it, right? It, it, there is a science behind it. And I'm so glad that you elaborated on that so people could grab a hold of that. You gave so many good tips here. So I wanna just repeat some of them back just so that you can catch them and write them down. If you were like me, I was writing all kinds of things down and I want you to catch this. So the reticular activating system, that's huge. Um, writing your goals until your hand hurts because it gets into your nervous system. I love that. It becomes that repetition is what it, we believe ourselves more than anybody else. And writing it out, there's a reason why in school they made you write things over and over again. And I know I do not, I, I'm gonna change that confession. <laughs> I didn't used to like to write things down. I would much rather talk it or type it, but I've come to realize the importance of actually writing it and the physical things that it does and changes in your brain, which then changes throughout all of your body. And But you also said, practice. This is not something that happens immediately. I mean, sometimes there's amazing breakthroughs that happen right away. So we're not knocking that. Things do happen. As John Tallarico says, the universe loves speed, right? So yeah. we do realize that that happens. But this is a practice every day, just like playing the piano or riding a bike. Or if you are learning a new language, you have to practice it. And then it becomes part of who you are. And I loved that encouragement that you gave to us. So in, in order to become the CEO of your life, you're saying, hey, these are the things you need to do. And, and one more thing I want to just circle back around to was you know personally successful people, not just something we're reading in a book. Well, you know successful people do this by 8 a.m. You are speaking of people that you actually have worked with and know and that you've had the joy and the privilege of picking their brain and their hearts and saying, what are your, what, what are the tips you can give me so that I can emulate success? And, and they're saying morning routines, daily activities, evening routines. They're saying to take time to eat the right food. They're saying to take time for yourself. And I wanted to come back and camp on that because that is huge. We can get going scatterbrained, right? In all these different directions. And then at the end of the day, we're looking at our list and we're like, I didn't get the things done mm -hmm. that I wanted to get done the way I wanted to. And then we can feel defeated where so much is based upon, hey, if these important people, like some of the names that you've mentioned and other people that we would look to and say, I wanna follow their leadership. If they're saying, this is what I do, well, I think we should follow what they do <laughs> and probably see similar results, right? That's it. Oh, so that's great. I do believe the, um, you know, like, like, like the, the importance of having a morning and evening routine for your mind and body is key mm -hmm. because then, you know, you be, everything else business-wise that happens in between, you know, it, it, you, perform, you perform a lot better. Um, yes. So for instance, you know, um, one of the routines that I've picked up that I've been doing now for the last like 24 months, which has been key for me is number one, as soon as I wake up, you know, I'm making my bed. Why? Because something as simple as that, how you do anything is how you do everything, correct? Um, number two, 
You know, when I'm brushing my teeth, I brush it with my right hand, I'm left-handed. The reason I do that is because it creates neuroplasticity. So I'm creating new pathways in my brain. The, the mind has to focus more and I have to be more present in the moment. So anything that makes you more present in the moment, you should do because then you're creating a new habit, all right? Uh, number three is uh, meditation. Meditating in the morning before I even start my day. Um, also, when I'm when I'm going downstairs to make my I make my smoothies or my turmeric teas, anything healthy that can you know help stimulate the body in a in a healthy way. Um, exercise as well, make sure I'm getting the oxygen that I need. So these are all things that I embed into my into my daily routines, and then a lot of the work with Bob Proctor as well, as you know, Pamela. You know, writing our goals down, writing ten things that we're grateful for, um, and visualization. These are things that I try to wake up earlier for before I start my day because some days if I miss it. You know, I try not to be too hard, but I can feel the difference. So yeah. I think it's really, really important that you have a routine for your mental health um, yeah. and your mind and body connection before you even get into the day. Um, I, I think that's vital. That's how high performers stay high, performing high. That's how the world class separate themselves from amateurs. Um, and that's just, I believe that's just, they're, they're the keys to life, along with, you know, putting in the work as well. Just putting in... But everybody knows how to put the work in. Everybody knows what they should be doing. Um, but I think the mind, the main thing is, is getting your mind and your body right. That's perfect. Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge, taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat. She will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com. Woo, that was an amazing interview with Cordell, wasn't it? All about the power of mindset. And we talked about being the CEO of our own life, burning the ship or the bridge behind us, meaning there's no plan B, or the reticular activating system. <laughs> I mean, this was powerful. Uh, the importance of writing things down. And then, of course, the law of polarity, the law of vibration, all these things that Cordell brought up today. And now guess what? We get him for another week. So next week, you, you want to be here for session two, where Cordell is going to focus on overcoming failures. And are failures really failures? What does that look like and mean? So you're going to want to tune in next week to The Pamela Show. Remember. You are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design, not by default. Go on out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. See you next week. Bye.